You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, this is Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today we have Amber Brown from IvyLeagueTutoring.org. Amber, thanks so much for being here with us. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to join you guys today. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you start off just giving us a little background about you as a nurse and, and uh, how you got to where you are today. Sure. So um, I actually started college at Texas A&M University. It was before they had a nursing school there. So I was a journalism major. I wanted to go on TV and I wanted to be Katie Couric. And I started, uh, I did about three years at Texas A&M University before I realized I do not want to be Katie Couric. I want to do something different. Um, so I just really start to feel a sense of unrest and kind of like I wasn't really in the place that I was supposed to be in. I was working um, part time. I would drive home from AM over the weekend um, to my hometown and I would be working at a pediatric clinic. And I remember I just had this moment um, at that time we developed our own x-rays. And so we had a dark room and one of those big giant x-ray machines. And um, so I went in there, I was developing x-rays and you know, it's feeling fancy. And I just had this moment where I thought, this is really what I want to do. What am I doing with my life? You know, I thought um, I wanted to head in a different direction. And so I mustered up the bravery um, and I quit Texas A&M University. My parents were very upset about that. <laughs> uh, we were, uh, my sister was there as well. And, and we became a Texas A&M family very quickly. Um, but, but I knew that that's not where my heart was. My heart was in nursing. So I uh, left that school and I applied to the University of Texas which was splitting our family right in half. So we had half A&M and, and half UT. Um, but I was going to say to us non-Texas people like that, might, we'd be like, oh, okay, well, that seems normal. <laughs> yes, no, it's, big deal. it's what we call a house divided. You've got, you know, half maroon, you've got half burnt orange. Um, but I decided to go to uh, University of Texas Medical Branch and I applied for nursing school, finished up my prereqs and I graduated in 2005 with my bachelor's there. And uh, I worked for a bit after that in pediatrics, and then I decided I wanted to go back to school. So I got my master's degree from, um, from UTMB as well. And I finished that in, um, let's see, a long time ago, 2010, actually. So been a nurse for quite some time. Yeah, that doesn't sound like that long ago, but it was a decade ago. <laughs> it was a decade ago, I know, I feel the same way. Um, all right, so you got your master's degree, and then what, what did you, what were you doing? So my first job I took as a as a pediatric nurse practitioner was at a child abuse clinic. Oh God! Um, yeah, I worked at um, at that point. UTMB had what was called an ABC clinic, and um, so they contracted with a local children's advocacy center. And my job there uh, was once a child made an outcry of abuse, we would do either a physical exam um, uh, and a sexual assault exam that were the non-urgent. So a lot of people have heard of the SANE exams, um, but those are done within the first 72 hours of a sexual assault. So mine was anything that was after 72 hours. Um, and so that was my first job, tough first job. Um, they say most people only make it about two years in a child abuse setting before they really need an emotional break. Um, and that's kind of where I hit. So about two years into it, I really, it took a toll on my heart. <laughs> that was a hard job. Um, and so I moved to an outpatient pediatric clinic and was doing triage there while I went through my master's program. 
And then I got hired on with Texas Children's to go and start an urgent care in one of their outpatient facilities. So I went and did that for a couple of years. And that's when I was starting my business. So once the business got up and running and, and big enough, then I, I left um, Texas Children's and started this new thing. Well, it, I mean, it, it doesn't look like this is a pediatric business. So how did you make the transition? It from doesn't. Pediatric? Yes, I know that seems strange, doesn't it? We're going from child abuse and pediatrics and, and now I have a business. So um, I, I'm a worker and I love to have multiple jobs at one time. So while I was doing all of these things, um, I started, I took a job at, um, at a university. I was teaching at a university. Um, and I had taught for, for several years. And they, at that point they had a tutoring program through the school where they hired nurses to come in and teach. Um, and so I did that in the evening times once I got off work and I loved teaching. I just really fell in love with it. They decided to get rid of that tutoring program, but I had two students that had really just taken to you know the whatever teaching style i had or we we bonded in some kind of way and so they asked me hey you know can you tutor us you know independently since the school isn't offering this program anymore and i was like oh, okay sure so they would come to my house and i would cook and we would sit and we would do nursing things and just we would just chat and just talk about you know what they were seeing in clinical and having to apply that in the in the clinical setting in the academic setting um, and then their friends started coming and the meals got bigger and I got a bigger table. And then it got to the point where it's like, I can't have all these people in my house all the time and we're outgrowing it. And, and that's where the birth of the business happens. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, tell us about the business. All right. So, um, I formally started uh, and I opened the business in 2015. Um, and so I got this very small little office and, you know, to me, it just seemed like, wow, this place is big and how am I going to pay for it? But it was, it was minuscule tiny. Um, and we just started having students from all over the area kind of coming in. And, uh, so we outgrew that pretty quickly, but I was still too nervous to get a bigger facility. Cause I thought, what if this doesn't work out? And, you know, what if I'm stuck somewhere and what if this isn't my thing? And then God came out and the office got set on fire somehow and all the sprinklers came down and flooded it. So that was his way of saying, it is time for you to get out. And <laughs> you won't step out, a, I'll force you out, right? <laughs> exactly, your time as a caterpillar has expired. It is time, butterfly, to spread your wings. So um, I got an office that was too big that I could not afford, but I thought if I build it, they will come. And um, I built it and they came. So um, we moved into a, a pretty big facility. Um, and so now we have nursing students. Um, a lot of them are from the area, but about three years ago, um, we branched out and started doing online sessions for students all over the country as well. Okay. So we got students from pretty much everywhere at this point, but it's exciting. Right. Um, so when you first started, um, you know, like, were you teaching the students for free and realize that they really need help? Or, I mean, you just kind of started right out of the gates with the business and, and people just kind of magically showed up. Like, how did that happen? Oh, like, how did we grow? Well, how did you get started? Like, those, well, uh, how did you get your first client? Yeah, I didn't know. I have no business background. I have no, I mean, I didn't know to me, starting a business on it's so overwhelming and something that people like me wouldn't do. Um, so I literally went into Google and I'm like, how do I start a business? And um, so I got my LLC and I, I just kind of started like this, the little things. Um, but for, for this business, I think word of mouth is, is the biggest thing. Um, I don't do very much advertising at all, 
only because I wanted to grow organically and I didn't want to get to the point where we were too big. So I wanted to make sure that students were getting the most quality education in a way that they understood. The reason why people were coming in, I think, is because there's a lot of learners out there who don't learn typically in a classroom. They don't learn through PowerPoints. They don't learn just by reading the book. They have to get their hands on it. They have to talk about it. They have to understand the why. And a lot of that I feel like is missing in academia right now because they can't meet. I mean, obviously there's nobody that can meet every single person's learning needs. Um, and so I wanted to offer a different type of environment. And I think what, what happens is one student comes in and they really like it. Then they tell their friend, you have to come and do this. And then they tell their friend and they tell their friend. Um, and so really we've grown mostly organically by, by word of mouth. Um, I also do a, a lot of free videos online. So we have a YouTube channel and, you know, I'll do a lot of things like that um, just to help students out. We do topics like how to survive your first year of nurse or uh, yes, of nursing school, how to survive your first year out of nursing school. What does that look like? Um, and so I think that kind of draws some people in to more of a community and that's what they really I think that honestly is what brings people the most. It is the, the academics and the learning and the, the environment that we create. But I think that these students come into our place of business and they eat together and they study together and they do everything together. And I think that having that kind, kind of community and family in nursing school is really important. You know, uh, everybody here has gone through nursing school currently and, and it was it's a hard situation to be in. Even if you're in the best academic state you can be in, it's stressful and it's it's time consuming and you have time away from your family. And I think that they just really need that group of people who has their back and who wants them to succeed no matter what. Right. Um, so, you, uh, so you started doing YouTube videos as well, right? Yes, we have a YouTube channel. Um, and so we will upload videos that are um, applicable to everybody. So we'll do like a decoding lab value series. We did that. A, lo a lot of students really struggle with lab values and how to understand them. So um, so we did that. And then we'll do other things too, uh, like how to survive the pharmacology course. Here's some tips. We have a test taking strategies video. Um, and so we used to do, uh, I don't do them as much right now just because of the, you know, the COVID stuff, but uh, we would do live videos on Facebook for people and they would come from all over the world and just come in and just watch us. We would just teach uh, one small little subject, something that people really tend to struggle with and try to deliver it in a way that was really understandable for them. Um, so I think that's how we get, we get students that are coming in too, is um, they'll come in and watch the free videos and really resonate with the way that we're teaching and, and they just come on in. Awesome. Um, okay, so this this was an in-person thing, and then when COVID hit, you had to transition? We were doing online before COVID. Okay. Uh, right now, we're doing in-person as well. We just have smaller class sizes. Um, but yeah, we started doing the online about three years ago. I see. Um, yeah, because we were getting to the point where there's a lot of nursing students in our area, um, but there were nursing students from other places that were like, we want some help too. How do we, how do we get plugged in? And that's <laughs> doing the Facebook lives and YouTube. Zoom wasn't so much a thing back then. So we were doing Skype sessions with students. Um, but yeah, we find that we were trying to find a way to engage more people at one time and get a bigger community. Okay. Do you still have your big office? Yes. I still have the big <laughs> office. They actually came. They came. And I think sometimes that's what happens is we have to make that leap and you got to jump and you got to do the thing that scares you because I don't think I ever would have gotten an office like that. I never thought I could fill something up like that. But we've got two sides to the office. And in the midst of all of this, um, we noticed that a lot of our students were coming in and needed CPR certification. 
So I started a secondary business. So now we do CPR certification, CPR classes um, in there as well. So the students can come in, get whatever it is that they need. And then when they're ready for their CPR research, we go ahead and do that for them as well. But we oh, have lots of people out from the community too. Um, and then we'll go out to businesses um, and do CPR classes for businesses. So um, some of the strange ones that you wouldn't think would need CPR for their employees. Like uh, we had a dance studio that came um, just in case they, were, they do uh, adult dancing, like um, waltzing and these kind of things. And so they have a lot of, of um, uh, clients that were coming in that are a little bit older. And so they're like, we want to know what happens if we're doing this, you know, tango and Mr. Jones has a major MI and nobody knows how to help him, you know, so we'll go out and do CPR classes for all different types of businesses. As well. Oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good stuff to know. Um, okay, so you started out just helping uh, nurses with NCLEX and then this has kind of evolved into a whole other realm of, of stuff or services that you can offer you realize that you offered now you keep yes, using out not with NCLEX we started out with helping them through nursing school the NCLEX market is pretty saturated but these students were having a hard time getting to the NCLEX in the first place oh I see um, I see because yeah, okay. a lot of them were having they just don't they, right now where education is is pretty flat you know, here's a here's a PowerPoint, you have to learn it. But when you get into nursing, you know, it's not flat, it's dynamic, and they've got to learn in a different way. So that's what they were kind of craving. And once they get that hands on that tactile that why I want to know why this is happening with the liver, why this is happening with the kidneys, it was a lot easier for them to apply in practice. Oh, so I see. I, I see. I see. We do tons of NCLEX prep as well. Okay. Um, most of our NCLEX prep is one on one. Okay. Um, and do, do the students now, do they come to you like as soon as they get into nursing school or is there a point where they're like, oh my gosh, now I really need this? Oh, most of the time we want to get them in before they really need it. Um, because what happens is once they get to the point where their, their grades are suffering or that, you know, they get to the point where they've missed so much of the course, it, it's kind of hard to go back. What we want them to understand and what we've kind of transitioned to is the human body is so dynamic. And when you're a nurse, even if you're just a cardiac nurse, you've got to understand how the kidneys work with the heart and how the lung works with the heart. So we are starting out now at the very beginning of the semester. So they come from day one of nursing school and they go all the way through till the end. And then we do an NCLEX prep. And then we have this big giant wall of fame where once they graduate, they print off their picture and they get to go put their their picture on the wall of fame now so really yeah that's that's really awesome and that really contributes to the community that you're building um but i you know i'm, I'm a little curious so do the universities or the schools of nursing do they send people your way or are they just kind of like hey we should be doing what you're doing and we're not but um you know we're going to pretend that we are type of thing do you know what i mean like <laughs> yes so we have a lot of universities that do um like a lot of their faculty a lot of the retention specialists will send them send their students our way if the student is struggling. Um, some of them have their own tutoring programs, but a lot of people will just come regardless because they want a different type of learning experience. Um, so yes, we do contract with some schools and we have actual contracts with them, but some schools we don't have contracts with. It's just the students know, hey, this is a thing that we do every semester and all their friends come along with them as well. Okay. Um, and the universities, they'll, that contract means that they would pay for the students because, you know, I, I kind of feel like that's their responsibility, you know, to right. teach. Yes. Um, yes. So some students, because they learn differently, they are, there are some um, public universities that can get grants for students who are struggling. Um, and so, yes, they will pay for those students to come to additional tutoring. Okay. 
Um, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because this this looks awesome, and I'm I'm just looking at your price point, which looks ridiculously low um, yes. <laughs> for everything that you offer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we try to make it affordable for students because I've been a student. I have been a very poor student. Um, I remember when I was uh, when I was in nursing school, I had this little tiny apartment. I'm trying to be an adult, you know, um, and it. it I would have to like make a lot of noise before I went to the kitchen because I was afraid like a mouse would crawl out or something, you know? So like I've been poor as a nursing student and I get that. So we want to make sure that we offer really good education, but at a price point that, that they can afford. Um, and a lot of these we're doing, um, we do group sessions. So we have students, 10 to 15 students at a time. Now we've had to decrease our class size because of COVID, but that is the environment where the real learning happens because we're talking the entire time and the students are feeding off each other. And we have a, um, we have a lab set aside. So we have all of the supplies that you would need so they can actually get their hands on it. Um, so like when we're learning G-tubes, you can actually get a G-tube and we got a baby with a G-tube and you can practice it. You can use syringes. And I think part of that is missing from education too, is making sure that the students get their hands on things so they can understand it better. Yeah, I mean, that's really, that's that was my problem because I can read a book and it just puts me to sleep. And, you know, you get that three hour lecture and the PowerPoint and you're like, okay, I'm gonna eventually, I used to love it when they put up a PowerPoint. They're like, oh, you can't see any of this. So you can look at it later. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna look at it later. And then it never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I remember as a nursing student being so nervous to touch a patient or to get near a patient, I didn't know what I was doing. I it just could, you know, go up to the patient and say, I read this on page 47 and I'm about to do it to you. They're, you know, so they kind of just need to just get their hands on things and talk it out. We do a lot of talking. They're very fast paced sessions. So I think it's different than a lot of people think of as typical tutoring. So when I think of typical tutoring, I think I bring in a subject and they kind of just reteach it to me, but that's not what we wanted to do. Um, and I actually thought about rebranding for a while because it's not really a tutoring session. It's okay, you're learning cardiovascular this week. Let's dig into the heart. Let's start with the patho and then let's talk about the signs and symptoms. And then let's give you an actual patient, you know, and let you kind of play around with that and see what happens. And I'm mean to the students. I'm tough on them. You know, I'll say, uh, if I say you your patient has congestive heart failure and, you know, but uh, they're a little, you know, um, patient feels like their mouth is dry. What are you going to do? And they're like, oh, let me give him some water. I'm like, really? He's already in fluid volume overload. You just killed your patient. And they look at me like, what? And I'm like, oh yeah, you need to do this in practice now and have somebody who cares enough about you to say, don't harm someone, you know? So the sessions are a lot of fun. They're very fast paced. They're very tactile. And it, it's always a, a really good time in there. That sounds fun. Um, so now you keep using uh, the word we, so I'm assuming you have a team. So tell us about yeah. your team and, and how many of you there are and, and how you've grown it. Great. So it just started out with me and I was doing everything. Yeah, that's right. Children, <laughs> um, and so in the midst of all of this, I have my daughter. She's four now. Um, and so <laughs> I had the necessity to get a team. She had a lot of medical problems when she was born and she had uh, five surgeries our first year. Um, so what I have right now is the only people that I ended up hiring are people that have already been completely through the Ivy League program. So these are students who know how I teach. They know how all the body systems work together. Um, they come in and they train for uh, six months. And so they'll start with observation and then we do co-teaching and then we'll teach on their own. Um, because one of the biggest things I've noticed about hiring is <clears throat> at the beginning when I didn't know anything about business, I wanted a warm body because I wanted some help and some sleep, you know, 
And so I was like, oh, this person's really smart. Let me hire them, you know? Um, but the students, when you're really, when you're teaching college age students, you need somebody who is very dynamic, somebody who is very good at reading a crowd and figuring out they're saying they're understanding it, but they're not understanding it. And so the personality of the teacher is, is half the battle. Um, so I went ahead and just hired out of our Ivy League graduates. So we have a critical care tutor. And then um, we have a tutor who does med surge and an NCLEX specialist. So those are the people who, um, when a student comes in and they've been unsuccessful in NCLEX several times, then that's a person who sits down with them and figures out, is it a content issue? Is it a test taking issue? Is this an emotional issue? Um, and then we can kind of diagnose that and figure it out. Um, and then we had a pediatric tutor for a while. She's out on maternity leave. So um, we're about to have a new set of Ivy League graduates and three out of that class want to come back and teach. So I'm super excited. About oh, well, that's like the uh, biggest accolade to you, right? Or, you know, that yeah, they want to come back. I know that they know what they're talking about. They've been here since day one. And um, so I'm really excited. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful yeah, thing. I, and I agree with the, you know, kind of hiring within. That's something that, you know, I kind of learned the hard way with my own business because you want to, you know, everybody wants to work with you and that kind of stuff. And you're just like, you know, you get into a couple of relationships where you're, you're like, well, this isn't really working out. But, you know, with my students, um, you know, I've worked with them for 12 weeks or six months and I know their work ethic. I know the quality of their work. I know like what's going to happen in if we move forward so at this point we pretty much only hire our own students to promote programs and and that kind of stuff because it, we know them and we trust them and and that's uh you know and so that takes a long time with a new employee to do that to yeah. learn you know how do they accept praise how do they want to be you know spoken to when things are not going so well but when you've already learned that person i think that that's that's a huge feat in and of itself and can take off a lot of time um, um, from you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So what is kind of like, where do you see this going in the next, uh, year in the next couple of years? Oh, I keep asking myself this and I don't know where I want to go. Um, I think at this point, you know, it's funny because the three students who are graduating. They, uh, they're like, you know what, you've been doing this for a really long time. You could just pick up your kids and move to Italy for a year and we'll teach everything for you. So maybe that's what I'll end up doing. <laughs> maybe not during COVID, but right. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I think that we're growing at a really beautiful pace. And so I would like to hire on some more people and, and increase our classes because we definitely, we've got a waiting list. I just can't accommodate my time doesn't accommodate that many students at this point so i think where i'm stunted in growth at this point is having enough staff to accommodate all the students that need help especially in the year of covid because a lot of the nursing schools are moving online and there is a large majority of students who are not online learners right. um, or they have a really hard time especially in a classroom environment online that's tough um, so we definitely have the clientele there but what I didn't want to do in business, I always promised myself this, that I was not going to put out subpar um, teaching or subpar product just to increase growth. I don't want to do that. Um, I never want to sacrifice quality for quantity. So I think what I see doing is I think that we will probably get more of an online presence and increase. We already have students in 12 or 13 states right now. Um, I would really like to do more live and online videos and offer some more free things for students who maybe even, even though our prices are 
really good. Like you said, I mean, there are some students who just can't afford it. So I would like to be able to offer more of that, but I really enjoy doing the online live videos. Those are a lot of fun with a lot of energy. So I want to continue to meet students' needs and then adapt as the nursing schools are adapting to whatever COVID is going to look like. Um, we'll adapt to meet their needs as well. But I do think we'll continue to grow. And as we graduate more Ivy League graduates and get a bigger team, we can help many more people. That's awesome. Um, all right, Amber, so where can people find you and, and learn more and tell a nursing student about you? Oh, great. So we have a website. It is www.ivyleaguetutoring.org. It does not have a Y on it. It's not like Ivy. So, and then the way I got the name, I, I put out a Facebook contest when I was first starting the business. Um, and so somebody came up with I period, V period, league tutoring. So it's, you know, Ivy League education, but also, you know, we wanted to have a little nurse uh, humor in it too. So, you know, there's some people who are not nurse related and they'll have known me for quite some time. And then it will dawn on them one day what that name actually means. Like, oh, I just had, I just had that epiphany when you're saying yeah. this and I was like, oh, yeah. I get it. So that's we did it. We wanted to make sure people understood we're providing really quality education, really fun, but also we got the nurse component in too but we're online um we also have a, a big facebook page i think we have around fifty-five thousand people on that um so you can find us at ivy league tutoring there we're on instagram at ivy league tutoring um and so yeah so if you want to connect with us definitely do so and we'll be glad to to help you in any kind of way to make sure you get through nursing school and you feel really confident and and ready to get out there and take care of patients i love it oh well thank you so much amber well thank you this was wonderful and had a really great time i appreciate you